Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hi, welcome to Fun is Fundamental, and today I'm talking a little bit about something we did last weekend. We had a conversation night last weekend, and this was something that my husband had set up, and we've had ones before. This was our second one. And during it, we pick a topic that, you know, we focus on the mo- most of the evening and eat food and yeah, laugh and have fun. Right. But, you know, we're talking about deep things that are affecting our worlds and stuff like that. We go try to go into depth on it. Uh, last weekend, it was about artificial intelligence potentially killing all of mankind and you know I don't really know a lot about it but you know it's uh I I I am an existential dread kind of person and so it was definitely like uh challenging me a little bit (laughs) to like listen to this and not just like be like "Ah, we're all gonna die very cheery So yeah, mostly I just, I took a back seat and I listened to other people talk about, you know, podcasts that they've listened to theories and articles and stuff like that, because they were a lot more knowledgeable and interested in learning about the topic before we even had the topic in the first place. Like, for example, one of the things I learned about was the paperclip maximizer theory. Obviously, if you already have a fear of robots, you should not look into the inevitability that we are doomed, already doomed, basically. Because we've already started AI work. So, yeah, cheery. And, you know, if you're anything like me and get existential dread sometimes, maybe don't pursue any of the t- topics, basically, <laughs> that we, we tend to end up talking about at our conversation nights. there's a lot of like end of the world kind of topics you know because we're we're screwed (laughs) right I'm very much of an existential dread person it's a problem it is it is a problem but you know our own conversation nights has led me to want to find out what some of the benefits of deep meaningful conversations are and why we crave them, why we need more, and potentially why we often avoid them. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, how many people, like, talk about how much they don't like small talk, but small talk is, like, still such a big thing that we talk about. We talk about, we love to talk about our the entertainment that we like, and, you know, just like, oh, what you did recently, you know, like, I did this this week, and we like to talk about, I mean, we talk about the weather with strangers, it's like, it that's not that interesting but like we do it all the time i you know i do it all the time with like the old people at the at the facility i'm constantly being like oh i hate this weather i'm guilty of it but i guess like the first thing i want to say is that i i know that there has to be people that are craving deep conversations meaningful conversations because there's this abundance of conversation cards, which I don't know if it's just like, do we have a hard time keeping a conversation going that we need conversation cards? I say as a person that has conversation cards, I'm looking at the Huge game right now. <laughs> as I say it, I am guilty of this. But there's there's a ton of there's a ton of them that have gone on sale in recent years, you know. Cause we just need like a little more help along or something. Cause we have a hard time communicating with each other. And a lot of us are lonely and don't know how to connect. There's a lot of research about loneliness and how it is a big problem now right now I also know that people are craving it based on the fact that there's like a company this at least one company good good people dinners that was founded in San Francisco about 10 years ago you know obviously there's people are like yes 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 I want to have these deep conversations you know we were taught you know, that there's certain topics that are taboo at the dinner table that you, you know, you get together for the holidays and you do not talk about these things with your family. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion, money, sex. I mean, not that you want to talk deeply about sex with your family, of course, that would be weird and creepy, but like, you know, like any talk, talk conversation about sex with like even like friends people just don't like how many people just don't talk about sex even though there's like a show called sex in the city about friends that talk about sex all the time how many people actually have that relationship with their friends that they actually do talk about sex you know it's like we're still so closed off to like things that we can talk about and how many people have actually like have conversations about with other people about money you know like in my family I had no money education and I was screwed because, <laughs> you know, like I am now have like no retirement and I'm trying to like get myself in a functioning relationship with money, you know? So, yeah, I think that these kind of conversations start in the home. Like maybe we wouldn't have such a problem with tribalism and this great divide between 
the different sides if we were okay with talking about politics with the people that we love and care about, you know, our close friends and our family. It's just this like puritanical like idea of like what is polite and what's not polite. We're human. Like if this is part of who we are and we've gotten into like this idea of authenticity and vulnerability, but if we can't be authentic and, and vulnerable with the people that we're closest to, of course it's going to be hard for us to like be able to do that, you know, with others as well. Like how many people are just kind of not even being honest with themselves about who they are because we're so programmed to not be honest with the people that we're closest to in a way, you know, like, oh no, we can't talk about that because, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And like, how often do you like look at someone else and they're like, oh man, I just appreciate how they're so unapologetically themselves. They're so honest. They're so, I don't want to use the word authentic again, but there we go because I couldn't, can't think of another word right this minute. But yeah, and we're just like, oh, they're like my hero because they're just so them. They're just so themselves, right? You know, maybe this wouldn't be such a big problem if we could have honest conversations with the people that are closest to us. If we didn't have to hide things from our parents, you know, about who we are, you know, who we really are. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, like, let's, let's have more conversations, you know, let's have, let's not be afraid to talk about what really matters to us, what really shapes us into the people that we are, you know, it's just to be your true self. And partly, you know, is being able to just to be able to say it out loud. Like, what do you believe? What do you, what are you passionate about? What is affecting you in your day to day life? We shouldn't have to hide those things from each other. We should be able to talk about those things. We should be able to talk about religion. We should be able to talk about politics and money and, you know, everything else. Like, it shouldn't have to be, like, only these topics are acceptable to talk about. So I'm definitely saying, like, let's do away with taboo topics. <laughs> I guess more about the benefits of human connection, deep human connection between each other, which happens through conversation, intimacy through conversation, and how those things benefit us. Obviously, you'll be happier. <laughs> and, you know, having debate helps you work on your critical thinking. It, you know, will make you you know, be able to change your mind, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes, like, I need to say things out loud to be able to, like, actually think about it and reflect on it and be like, oh, actually, 
I don't know if I actually believe that. I just said it, but let me let me rephrase that, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, to be able to articulate. And for me, you know, I've talked about on previous episodes that I know I'm not the best speaker, despite the fact that I have a podcast. But by doing this, I am building my my speaking skills. I am becoming more articulate. I'm able to put my feelings out, my thoughts out in a more cohesive and interesting way by just doing it, you know? And, you know, I definitely grew up, you know, not sharing my thoughts and opinions with other people because I was afraid of what they might think. And so, you know, being able to do that now is, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there and I'm just like, I'm fine with it right now. Guess some other things that make, you know, is good for debate. It makes you be more of a a quick thinker to be okay with having conflict between two people. Like heaven forbid you don't agree, (laughs) you know, but to have it not be something personal you know, that's a very important skill that seems to be missing in our dialogue that we're having as a society. Like I, you say something and then, oh my God, like, I remember like having, you know, an online conversation with someone, someone I did not know. And he's like, well, you have bad teeth. And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with what what I'm talking about? Like, that's your comeback (laughs) you know you can't just like just like hear what i'm saying and then come back with something that actually is relevant to what we're talking about (laughs) and that happens all the time these personal attacks on people simply because they don't agree with you but you can't like come up with your own like your your thought about the same subject and so you just attack someone personally It's just sad, you know, how like this is where debate has devolved because we aren't willing and able to do it in just our daily lives. Why don't we have a safe place to be able to do it? Like the good people dinners. That's great. Like people are able to not agree. That's one of their their prime like philosophies. It's like we're not all going to agree. That's good. (laughs) It means we can talk civilly about it, you know? And yeah. And to not, like I said before, not have these things be taboo with your family, with your close friends, the people that you're supposed to be closest to. Yeah, sure. If this is a work dinner. Yeah. Don't talk about politics. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But we're never going to be able to work through this tribalism that has become like this big problem, this big divide until we can have civil discourse with the people in, in our personal lives and not have personal attacks about it. (laughs) Like it's, 
okay, what? You know, I just like walk away when like someone is like that. It's just like, not the point. <laughs> My teeth have nothing to do with what I just said. Yeah. You know, other things that we get from deep conversation and debate, empathy. We learn how to control our emotions, like not make everything, not everything has to be emotional. Obviously, there are things that we're very passionate about that affect us deeply. And, you know, obviously there's no like problem with you, like something is hurting to be able to like cry about it you know like there's nothing wrong with that people are identifying with their beliefs so much that it's like it's like any attack on on someone's belief is attack on them as a person you know also like getting out of this black and white thinking and black and white right or wrong most most things in life are gray. Like, obviously, there's some things that it's like, oh, you killed a child. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> you should go to, let, let's put them in prison for the rest of your life. That's black and white. <laughs> there's not gray there. <laughs> but most things are shades of gray. And... You know, quite frankly, that's what makes life interesting and beautiful. Things are not simple and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, other things that we get out of communicating with each other is a worldview outside of what you see outside your door every day. You know, everyone has different life experiences. They bring different things to the conversation to the world, you know, I, you know, I love like traveling and, you know, finding out how people in other places live. And if I was so closed off and closed minded to understanding where other people are coming from, like, you know, would I be able to go to a country that's so different from my own? and just learn from other people. So, yeah, that's some. Let's see, also, like the American uh, Psychological Association, they published a study, uh, had 12 experiments with 1,800 participants, and this was uh, the University of Hold on. University of Chicago Booth School of Business that was published in the J Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And basically, the experiments were basically they would give them questions that were like small talk and deep questions. The idea was like, how awkward is it to have, these, have conversations? So they would have people have shallow conversations and deep conversations. And first they would predict how awkward they thought it would be. And then afterward they would rate how awkward the conversations actually were and, and how connected they felt and how much they enjoyed 
the conversation. And basically, people often think that like deep conversations are going to be more awkward than they are. And then they had them and they were like, oh, I very much overestimated how awkward this conversation would be. And so basically it was just basically an experiment of being like, we don't need to be afraid to have deep conversations, even with strangers. And obviously you might not want to go to a stranger and just be like, start telling them about your like biggest fears or something like that. But you know, it doesn't mean that you can't have actual meaningful conversations with people that you don't actually know. Does that mean you should just go start talking about politics with someone you don't know? Probably not. But talking about like what really, what you value, what matters to you is something that can really connect everyone. Like who doesn't have people that they love and have feelings, have emotions and have things that are important to them, you know? You know, we have this idea, is also something from the, the article. We have this idea that others don't care about us, that no one wants to hear about our stories. No one cares about who we are, where we come from. But, you know, in some of the experiments, the researchers asked participants to predict how interested their conversation partner would be in the discussion. And then afterward to indicate how interested their partner actually was in the discussion. And generally they would underestimated how, how interested their partners would be. Yeah. So research also talks about how intimate conversations, uh, strengthen bonds between people. And so I guess my question is if we would be happier and have better bonds and get all this other stuff from being able to have more intellectual conversations about topics that we're not supposed to talk about. Why don't we do it? What's standing in our way? And a lot of it is just this feeling that like, no one cares what I have to say, which is often not true. Podcasts podcasts have become very popular. So clearly... (laughs) People want to hear what other people have to say. Otherwise, why would they be listening to podcasts? YouTube channels. I mean, so many of these things are just like average folks just making something. And we're still watching. You know, more than ever, you know, with social media, I feel like we've seen the examples of how much we want to connect to each other how much we're willing to go out, you know, go and like seek out what other people are saying about things, what, how other people are living, what are their lives like, what are their pain points? How are they feeling about this and that? You know, we very much want to know what other people are thinking, but yet we put this on ourselves to think that no one wants to hear what we're thinking, but that's really often not the case. And so if you just have the confidence to just go and start a conversation with someone that isn't about the weather, that is 
once again, maybe don't talk politics with someone you don't know <laughs> right away. <laughs> Save that for a little bit later when you know that they're not going to harm you in some way because you don't believe, think the same as them, right? But like to tell, talk about like something, a, a story about yourself, an experience that you had, how it made you feel. People love those kind of things. You know, have you ever like been, you know, I used to take a lot of Ubers and uh, Lyfts and stuff because I didn't have a car for a while. And... You know, I loved when I would get in there and we would just start having a chat about like something real, you know, and we'd laugh. <laughs> you know, this is a stranger that I'm literally going to talk to for like 10 minutes. And we'd have like this great conversation in that short amount of time. And then you walk away feeling so good with that interaction and it sets you up for the rest of your day, you know, like. How great does that feel? You start ch chatting someone in the on the bus. I made a. I remember making friend on the bus, you know, kind of thing, or in line, you know. You just start chatting with someone instead of us always looking at our phones. Always have to be like, you know, have your walls up and no one talk to you and like no one even look at at each other, you know. Like we're afraid to even look at each other so often. And then, you know, obviously there's sometimes people that you're just like, oh, I get a bad feeling from you. Uh, I've definitely had that on the bus for sure. Or <laughs> in Seattle. Ugh, some people you don't want to engage with. But there's plenty of totally normal people that you could have a conversation with. You know, instead of us constantly avoiding it and always feeling like, you know, we don't want to be the ones like... What will they think of it if me, if, uh, if I just talk to them, <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, oh, you weirdo. Why are you talking to me? We just kind of need to get over ourselves. I think it shouldn't be this scary to talk to each other. <laughs> and, you know, obviously when you really know someone, I do think we need to be having those difficult conversations the taboo conversations because, you know, we're just, I, you know, me with my existentialness, I feel like we're just, we're so screwed because <laughs> we have so many problems that we need, we need to work through and we, but we need to be able to do it together. One person isn't going to come and save us all, you know, and ultimately we're going to need to work together if we're going to defeat the evil robots. So get over yourself and go talk to people. You'll feel a lot better. And maybe people will stop feeling so lonely and hurting so much if they had meaningful conversations with a stranger because they don't have any friends. But I don't know. Anyway, I I don't know if I really said everything that I wanted to say. But I kind of rambled and I feel like I probably said enough. So I'm going to end it here so that it's not like crazy long. I think I said enough. I love you. Have some fun this week. Talk to someone.
real conversation. All right. Bye.